What's up, everybody? Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, Emergency Edition 7.0. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of this. It's not even daily anymore. Like, if calling it a daily NFL podcast is a joke, because we have recorded 17 shows this week, and this is the official, it's like, like, Three hours ago, while I'm at, or four hours ago, as we're recording this, I'm at the NC State game. Ryan, Sean, and John pop on and record a AB has been released by the Patriots podcast, by the, by the, by the Raiders podcast, excuse me. And now we actually have to pop back on on Saturday at 5.30 PM and record an Antonio Brown to the New England Patriots emergency podcast. I mean, John, are you kidding me? Well, I'm just trying to go to a Hootie the Blowfish concert. <laughs> Darius Rucker is never going to forgive me. Uh, but you know what is more important than that? It is this absolutely bananas weekend that we've had. I think we've done four Antonio Brown podcasts in the past 48 hours. So why not one more? Right, Wilson? Here's the thing. Uh, today just, is my just, to, just to clarify, you are it is currently your son's birthday party at your house, right? You're, you're stealing my thunder. Today is my son's eight-year-old birthday and I will point out, eight years ago today, the day he was born, Brinson and I did a podcast. Uh, it was oh, the very God, same. True. It was the very same day that the Steelers absolutely got trounced by the Ravens in the season opener back in 2011, 2019. Here we are. Antonio Brown gets cut and then gets signed by the Patriots. My son has zero interest in football or the Steelers and Antonio Brown, but clearly there's some link between him and. and and football, I, I will say a couple things. This isn't a daily podcast, as you point out, Brett. This is more like Big Brother or The Truman Show. It is nonstop, 24-7. Ed Harris is in a booth somewhere watching all this and producing it. And uh, number two, and you tweeted about this, Brentson, and I think you're a conspiracy theorist. You're, you're like from the Joe Rogan School of just saying nutty things and seeing what sticks. But people seem to be sticking to your conspiracy theory. And um, I will just say this. We saw Antonio Brown's YouTube video from a few nights ago when he the super produced Nike style commercial uh, with where he Ill- illegally wired that. Are you, are you suggesting that Antonio Brown found out the Patriots are interested in him and leaked out a conversation on a hype video involving a wiretapped coach uh, in order to force his way out of Oakland? Or are you suggesting I will, I like that you. the Patriots saw him illegally wiretap something? They were like, "Ooh, we could use that in our organization." I will also, let you, I will let you both. Also, I am not, not going to let that Joe Rogan thing slide. Just so you know, I'm not going to let it slide. You'll have a chance to rebut. Let's let me finish quickly. Um, you and Bre- you and Breach both can can move forward with your conspiracy theories with each other. So that was the first YouTube video. The second YouTube video just came out 15, 20 minutes ago, showing Antonio Brown learning on his phone that he had been cut by the Patriots. He runs into the backyard. He is celebrating. So the, the Raiders, excuse me, he is celebrating like he just won the lottery because he literally won the lottery, not so much financially. He gave up $30 million, but he just signed a one-year $15 million deal with $9 million in guarantees, the same sort of morality clauses hold, according to JLC. But this is uh, this is the biggest win in NFL history, including all the Patriots Super Bowls. Okay. Um, is there, was there Was there any cussing in the uh, Antonio Brown YouTube? There were some uh, background naughty words. Uh, Debo, you're on here. Do you want to deal with bleeping out a bunch of Antonio Brown YouTube things if we play this over the air like you had to bleep out my F word earlier? I got you. All right, let's do it. Let's hear 48 seconds. This is Antonio Brown, as Ryan referenced, uh, tweet, uh, tweeted out. This is 35 minutes ago. Already has 23,000 views. Antonio Brown has been finding hey, out. Austin, let me see it. Look at Adam Schefter. The Raiders. Free! Oh! Oh! Let's go! 
Call his grandma. Free me, grandma. I told you I'm gonna work out. Oh, God is the greatest. Uh, what is happening? What, uh, uh, so, Brenton, put forth your theory because now I'm actually buying into your craziness. This is bananas bonkers. Okay, so here's the timeline of what happened, right? All this stuff goes on with Antonio Brown. Uh, they send in the fine letters. They, you know, he goes out there and allegedly gets in this scuffle with Mike Mayock. John Gruden comes back out and says, um, you know, we are, Antonio's playing on Monday. And this is on Friday afternoon when he says this. And we record a podcast where Antonio Brown is back. And then the Raiders, uh, then on Friday night, uh, Antonio Brown releases a video, as you guys discussed on, on the earlier show, uh, where he says that, uh, where he, where he, it's a hype video for he's coming back and he posts, uh, posts a clip. It's like John Gruden talking to him. And it is, I, I believe, uh, probably illegally wiretaps because in California, if, if any party's in California, it's a two-state consent. It's a two-state consent or two two-party consent state. Excuse me. And so, therefore, um, I'm assuming when that came out, Antonio Brown, you know, the, then the Raiders void his guarantees, and then he celebrates being released. And so, the theory is is that my theory anyway is that Antonio Brown went in and realized he was about to lose $30 million. And he went in and apologized to his teammates and said he was sorry and didn't want to lose the $30 million. At some point therein, in that same time range, it is made clear to Drew Rosenhaus that the Patriots would be interested in signing Antonio Brown if he is released by the Raiders. Antonio Brown then does the same thing he did with the Steelers with the blonde mustache, ratchets up the crazy, takes it to another level, forces their hand. They realize they got to get out from under this and they can do it with no dead money and only losing a third and seventh round pick. They release him. And within two hours, he signs with the Patriots. Like that's not like this guy's celebrating the fact that he was released because he knew what was going to happen if he got dumped. This is insane like like the like bill belichick is playing checkers everyone else is playing chess and the terms via adam schefter oh hold on the terms you have a chess checker thing backward did i say check maybe maybe chess sucks uh <laughs> yeah bill belichick is playing bill belichick's playing seven dimensional chess and everybody else is playing checkers including the raiders the according to a report from adam schefter and look there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of stipulations in this contract, but it's a $9 million signing bonus. That is hefty and $15 million for up to $15 million in incentives breach. What does that contract tell you about this deal with the Patriots? And what does this whole thing mean? I, I feel like I'm in like some fake CIA thriller situation. Like what, like what is, how is this real life? It's like an NFL twilight zone. Here's the thing. We really, really need to wait until we see the entire contract. As a matter of fact, Drew Rosenhaus should email a copy of this contract to literally everyone who follows football in the entire country because we have no idea what it's going to look like. Right now, it says $9 million signing bonus. But you know what? The Raiders contract said there was a $1 million signing bonus that turned out to be, hey, he actually has to show up for practice in the offseason for him to get this money. He didn't get any of that money. So maybe this $9 million signing bonus says, hey, Antonio Brown can't cuss at Tom Brady or, hey, 
you can't touch Brady's hair. Or, hey, you can't be mean to Josh Gordon. Or, hey, you have to hang out with Julian Edelman twice a week. Like, we have no idea what stipulations there's going to be behind the signing bonus. You have to think the Patriots are absolutely going to protect themselves here. They are. They've proven for the past 20 years the smartest team in the league. They're not just giving Antonio Brown a check for $9 million and saying, dude, do whatever you want. This, this, They're not a circus. They are the opposite of the Raiders. Uh, so, yes, this is bonkers. But the Patriots, the one thing that we don't get to see become full circle – the only disappointing, not crazy thing this whole thing is that he cannot play against the Steelers on Sunday. Mm. Just thought we should point that out because the roster had to be finalized by 4 p.m. Saturday. He signed after that 4 p.m. deadline, so he cannot be on the field until week two. Uh, that, that is disappointing. Uh, not as, as like somebody who's picked the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl, and Ryan, as a Steelers fan, I know you're not rooting for A.B. to come in and drop 200 on the Steelers. It would be pretty incredible. As Breach pointed out, it might be the craziest NFL story of all time if Antonio Brown played against the Steelers on Sunday night. He can't, but, you know. Two things, and you sort of hinted at this. When John and I saw Antonio Brown back in January, he seemed out of it in terms of not being very interested in, in obviously playing for the Steelers, not interested in talking to the fans. And then I joked at the time when he was traded to Oakland, he Kaiser so said his way off the plane in Oakland, and he was suddenly back to normal. And I think he went through that whole process again, and now he Kaiser so said himself back to the Patriots. Here's the thing. He doesn't need to play against the, the Steelers to, to help them lose that game, which they're going to lose anyway. He shows up on the sideline in that fur coat he wore in Week 17. That's all he needs to do. Yeah. You sit there and stand, stare at Mike Tomlin and Big Ben across the way, and that's a wrap. Uh, there's that. Here's a couple of things I want to point out. Jason Lockham 4, thankfully, got uh, published a story um, on the website <laughs> like an hour before it happened. And, and I quote, he said uh, he had talked to an NFL exec. He said, A.B. goes to New England for one year, $3 million, take it to the bank. He was right about the New England part. I thought $3 million seemed reasonable. And I said uh, the Steelers' best chance to dismantle the Pats dynasty might lie with Antonio Brown's ability to destroy them from within. We'll see if that happens. That's just wishful thinking on a Steelers fan's part. And then after he signs for the Patriots, which literally was 15 minutes later, I said, remember two weeks ago when Andrew Luck retiring was the most out-of-nowhere NFL news anyone could remember? This blows that out of the water. I don't even know who Andrew Luck is anymore. I, I that's a that's a great point. I was thinking that earlier. I was like, man, because I was I was looking at the, the traffic that we're seeing on on these podcasts. And listen, I wasn't joking when I said that statement God, that from earlier. That was a real statement that I typed out of my phone. God bless America and God bless all you people for downloading and listening to these shows. Um, but when when um, like looking at the you know, we saw a big spike when we did the Andrew Luck retirement podcast. This A.B. stuff is taking it through the roof. I mean, the traffic on A.B. and all of this is is just bananas. Um, and we actually have another statement to read and we're going to read it after the break. It's from Sean. He's uh, at an undisclosed location. So we're going to take a quick break, come back, read Sean's statement. You're going to want to stick around for it. It's very heartfelt and touching. Uh, and then we will discuss a Antonio Brown's impact on the Patriots. And I, I don't know how long we'll go. We might go for an hour and a half. Who knows? Ryan doesn't have any family to deal with. My family's out picking up a bunch of sushi for me to eat. And Breach, Breach is just worried about a blowfish. Darius has already promised to postpone the concert so I can get there. So we're good. Hey, fun fact, Breach, the uh, the players retreat, the bar I go to more than any other bar where I eat lunch on Sundays usually. Uh, uh, Gus, the guy who owns it, Hootie's old manager. Pretty cool. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. So let's uh, go to a break. We'll come back and read Sean's statement. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. 
The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run to the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondry's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, so... Antonio Brown signed with the Patriots. I, I got to tell you, my dog, George, has been barking all afternoon ever since we got back from the game. And I wonder if he's not triggered by the air, the sense of what's going on uh, with Antonio Brown joining the Patriots. Unfortunately, um, not all of us could be here. Most of us care about our jobs, right? Most of us like to try hard. But, you know, Sean is Sean doesn't. And Sean's sort of a, a half-ass like that. And uh, he, Says the guy who was at the football game earlier. Go ahead. I went, I went, the game starts at, like, I knew what time the game started. I went to the game and I was willing to turn around and come back. I communicated with you guys. You said it was fine. You fired up a great podcast. You read my statement. And, uh, Sean has actually provided us with a statement as well. This is from Sean, uh, directly from him via text. And I'm going to read it in its full entirety now. Should I read it in Sean's voice or should I just read it regularly? His voice, of course. Well. I apologize for my absence from the podcast today. Uh, even though I predicted that Antonio Brown would sign with the Patriots within two hours of our previous podcast, I do feel some level of responsibility to try and make the show. However, if I don't go to the gym, I can't take selfies and then later tell you guys how I'm at the gym and then get my humble brags about being at the gym in on text messaging. Additionally, Pete Blackburn has been working out a lot, and I am more self-conscious than I have ever been in my entire life. P.S. Brand new sucks. Smell you later, bros. That's what he wrote. That's what he wrote to us on text. I don't know. What do you What do you do with that? I will say this. Uh, I called him out last podcast. He didn't like that, and he said I was meaner than you as a as a host. Uh, you just jumped over me, like uh, uh, Antonio Brown jumped over the Raiders on his way to New England. Um, I, I I feel that felt like that felt like. Uh, who, who, who's it that, who's it that Tony Brown put his cleat into? The punter? The Browns punter? Who was it, Breach? I bet John knows his name. Spencer Lanning. Yeah, okay. Spencer Lanning. Just boom. John just texted Spencer Lanning. That's how close they are. Okay, so we covered the <laughs> – it's just it's just insane. 
It's just, listen, here's here's the insane part is that literally a month ago we're all like the Patriots still haven't replaced Rob Gronkowski. This team's gonna fall apart. This is the year of the dynasty ends because Tom Brady is 42 years old and he does not have anyone to throw to. Josh Gordon is suspended. Julian Edelman has an injured thumb. He's throwing passes to people we don't he can't even name. And all of a sudden, one day before the start of the season, he has Josh Gordon. He has Julian Edelman. Uh, he has Antonio freaking Brown. They have Demarius Thomas. I mean, now all of a sudden they have the most loaded receiving core in the NFL, and I don't know how they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Hey, let me ask you guys this, because Daniel Jeremiah put this out there on Twitter shortly after um, AB signed with the Patriots, and Daniel Jeremiah is the nicest guy in the world, um, and he's been known to be the nicest guy in the world forever. He was a former scout, now obviously he does the, the draft for NFL Network. He, he wrote on Twitter, just a guess, Tom Brady's going to go ballistic at some point in the season when AB freelances and runs the wrong route. Is there any concern that this is not going to work? Because here's the thing. I think it's disrespectful to yes. compare A.B. A- to Randy Moss. Randy Moss is a completely different person. Was He had his issues with, with coaches. Um, he walked up the field early uh, in that Minnesota against Washington game back in the day. But he showed up to New England. He kept his mouth shut. He did his job. He was unbelievably respectful and bought in and all that thing. Uh, he went. He went. He was part of the team in 07 that went undefeated. I feel like this is a completely different animal. If Antonio Brown is known for not showing – up for meetings, his entirety of his career, is that magically going to change? No, 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 no. It, it, it is. I, I think it is horrifically unfair to compare Antonio Brown to Randy Moss. And I, and I, and I look, Antonio Brown has his positive qualities in that he is one of, by all accounts, the hardest workers in, in the game of football. When he's on the field and he is training and grinding, he works incredibly hard. But Randy Moss, Bill Belichick has often gone out of his way to describe Randy Moss as one of the smartest people he has ever coached. Bill Belichick has said this. Bill Belichick has coached a lot of smart guys. Multiple people who played for Bill Belichick have been gone to become head coaches. He worked with, you know, Bill Barcells, of course. He, I mean, you don't need me to tell me tell you that Bill Bill Belichick knows some smart football people, and he has described Randy Moss as one of the smartest players ever. And Moss. When he got to Oakland, was simply unhappy. By the way, Oakland just giving away receiver, giving away future Hall of Fame receivers to the Patriots for nothing. How about that? Nothing. At least uh, they got a fourth round pick for Randy Moss. Well, yeah, yeah, Oakland did. Oakland, Oakland spent a third round pick on a six month rental of crazy, five month rental of crazy. No, third and a fifth. Sorry, third and a fifth. It was third and a fifth. They spent a third and a fifth. Like, if you're ranking teams and winners and losers here, the Patriots are one of the big winners because they spent nothing, got Antonio Brown if the Steelers refused to trade him to the Patriots. Uh, two would be the Steelers because they don't have to deal with Antonio Brown anymore and they got a third and a fifth out of it and maybe the, maybe those players end up being good. And then three, way down, the Raiders. Uh, but let's talk about the impact on the Pats here, Ryan. I, I agree with you. I, I do think that it is premature to suggest that Antonio Brown is going to catch 150 passes for 2,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. Like that's the in, that's the thing is if he had gone to the Redskins, people would be like, "This guy is toast. It's over. He's washed up. He's a loser. He's not going to do anything this season." But he went to the Patriots breach, and as a result, everyone is projecting big for him. If I owned him in fantasy and I owned zero shares of Antonio Brown because I don't deal with crazy a holes, um, yeah, outside of my own family anyway. Um, How does your wife answer that question about you? Well, my, my wife deals with crazy a-holes all the time, right. but uh, I would, Breach, be trying to sell him high as fast as possible. Yes, absolutely. And here's the thing is that the Patriots aren't going to say, hey, Antonio Brown, we're because you're Antonio Brown, we're going to throw the ball at you 25 times per game. They build their offense to do whatever it takes to win. I mean, they had a week's th- – their 
15th game, week 16, last season against the Bills, they rushed for like 350 yards. Tom Brady threw for like 125 yards. What's Antonio Brown going to do when there's only 10 passes in a game plan because the other team's playing a defense that kind of lets the Patriots run the ball? I mean, we, Ryan, how many times did he explode on Ben Roth's program? I mean, we saw him throw a Gatorade cooler once, and if he does it on Ben on a team where he liked everyone, I think he liked everyone, but maybe he didn't because he said he's not friends with Ben at all. But so who's to say he's not going to explode on the sideline? Who's to say he's not going to explode on Tom Brady? And I think that is where the kind of his antics, his sideline antics had absolutely still happened in New England. He's an emotional player. I mean, we've seen Tom Brady play emotional. What's going to happen when they butt heads on the sideline? Are they going to wrestle, like get in a fist fight on the sideline? Because those are two guys who are very emotional on the sideline, especially when things aren't going their way. I will say this. I have seen two people in the 20 years that Bill Belichick and, and Tom Brady have been in New England, explode on the sidelines. New, uh, in Pittsburgh, it was a once-a-month occurrence with Antonio Brown. You don't take guesses who those two people that were that exploded, in my mind, on the Patriots' sideline in the last few decades? Brady. Brady's one. Bill O'Brien's the other. Remember they had it out? Oh, uh, yeah. Seven years ago? And That's even, it. Yeah. You know, you, know yeah. Who, you know who the big loser is here? You just said it. Okay. Uh, no, sneaky big loser. Sean? Jacoby Myers. Yeah, well, I was actually worried. I think or maybe Demarius Thomas. I yeah, feel I like he Demarius might be the Thomas. odd man out. Right. You think they cut Demarius? I think he keeps a young guy. Did they just give him more money? Did I read that? I mean, I, did, did I read that? Said the NFL writer. Um, they, they brought him back late, but I think they seem to love Jacoby Myers. I mean, if you cut Jacoby Myers, someone's signing him. If you cut Demarius Thomas, I don't imagine anyone signing him. Maybe, maybe the Texans. Hey, one other thing. Speaking of young wide receivers, that I want to point out, making the Raiders even bigger losers, way bigger losers than Jacoby Myers. I think he's safe. We'll see. Is uh, Keelan Doss? We saw him in um, Hard Knocks. He was the last one cut. Went to Division II school in California, or FCS, whatever it's called. I talked to him in the Senior Bowl. Great guy. Had a good Senior Bowl. Um, when he got, when they got rid of Antonio Brown, they tried to go direct, grab Keelan Doss off the Jaguars practice squad. The Jaguars said, nope. They paid him more money. They paid him a full week's salary of a, of a guy on a 53-man roster. He is staying in Jacksonville. So the, the uh, Raiders lose out on another receiver, young receiver that probably should have kept anyway. No Antonio Brown. No Keelan Doss. Hunter Rimper is going to catch 3,000 passes this year. And can I just say something? How do you think this conversation went with Drew Rosenhaus? Because you think the Patriots were like, look, we've been following Antonio pretty closely over the past week. We need to make a pretty – some ground rules here. Number one, he cannot threaten to beat up any of his bosses at practice. He cannot record any phone calls with Coach Belichick. Like these are simple rules that you wouldn't have to tell to anyone else, but clearly you have to tell them to Antonio Brown. You cannot use any cryotherapy chambers if you are in a foreign country. Like you're just going to have to – Throw all these things down because he's clearly just making all these bad decisions. I mean, all right. So from a on-field impact, I mean, I got to be honest. Antonio Brown is about as perfect a fit as you could ask for a receiver when it comes to Tom Brady. A fast twitch, great route runner, hardworking football savant who may be a little nuts on the outside off the field. But, I mean, run – Julian Edelman and Antonio Brown running option routes in the Patriots offense. I get why the the Westgate moved him down from seven to one or six to one to four to one. They're now the prohibitive favorite. Additionally, the Westgate bumped their win total from 11 to 11 and a half. Um, I, I don't think you can dabble in either of those. If you can find the Patriots at six to one, hammer it if you want. I liked it anyway because it means the Patriots and they might win and that's the lowest odds they've had since like 
2005. So I have no problem with that. Um, but I, I do think that the impact of Antonio Brown is a bit overstated in fantasy. I would be selling high on him. I would, I, I'm calling, I'm calling the guy that you know that wanted AB in the draft. And I'm, I'm saying like, listen, I'll give you, uh, Antonio Brown for Adam Thielen. Hey, let me ask you, when, when did Antonio Brown get drafted last year? Uh, top five. Top oh, five. he was the top five pick. Oh, yeah. So oh, he, of, I mean, he, he was the number one receiver taken behind only like three or four running backs. Yeah. So if he had been traded to the Patriots straight up this year, no problems. He was perfect candidate, a perfect citizen throughout the offseason. Where would he have been drafted with the Patriots this draft? If, if, if he'd been like, I, if he'd come out and be like, I'm frankly uh, tired of the Steelers. I find that Kevin Colbert is sort of, uh, profusive in his approach to what he does and Ben Roethlisberger, loquacious and obnoxious. And I refuse to be here anymore. If he did that, like, did like a nice, like, out, like, like. And he did everything right at OTAs for the Patriots and he was a perfect citizen. Where would he have been drafted Patriots wise? Top 10 easily. Probably he'd be top six. He would, it would have been. The so four- the expectation is that he would still have a big season. It would be the four running backs, DeAndre Hopkins and Antonio Brown at the top. And I think a lot of people would have ranked Antonio Brown. They'd been like, listen, this guy runs option routes. He's going to be with Tom Brady. They're going to throw the ball over the place. He would, he would have been top five or top six. Yeah. So you could, in fact, screw Adam Thielen. Go offer Antonio Brown for Nick Chubb. Go offer Antonio Brown for Dalvin Cook. Go offer Antonio Brown for Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, who had a crap game for the Packers. Go offer someone in your league. If you own Antonio Brown, go offer him for Devontae Adams right now. And I bet you that 60% of the time someone will accept that. And if you get a Devontae Adams out of this, and then who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe Brown burns you, you know, take, take the L, but I mean, go offer, go offer Antonio Brown for Devontae Adams. So, um, let me ask John this because he's smart. At least he looks smart. He looks like Matt LaFleur, so he has to be smart. 16 games in the season. When is Antonio Brown getting cut? I think he's going to last all 16. I think here's the thing. You are, you just burned $30 million. So now the Patriots kind of salvage that. They gave you 9 million. I was telling Brinson before the podcast that if you're Antonio Brown, you just got 9 million guaranteed. Now you become a free agent in March. All you have to do is land 21 million guaranteed, which is completely possible if he has a big year in New England. And he's got that 30 million back. No harm done. He's back where he was. And this is probably what's going to happen. I do think that Drew Rosenhaus. Uh, it probably made it pretty clear. Look, man, this is your last chance. We've seen the Patriots calm people down. Like they go in there and what is that called when they take out like part of your brain and you just become part of the system? A lobotomy. A lobotomy. Yeah. That's what they, you know, like you get the Patriots lobotomy. You were just in their system. Nobody acts out. You don't do anything on social media unless it's funny. You don't like talk to the media and say anything dumb. They just lobotomize you and you go into the Patriot way. And that's what I think he's going to do. I think he's going to show up. He's going to be normal, and he's not going to be any trouble. I just want to say one other thing. That video we played at the beginning of the podcast, I had not seen that until like 10 minutes after that. So I just want to bring two things up. He was running around his house, but he had two cameramen following him. This guy is documenting every second of his life. Like this is – the whole thing, like Ryan said, is a Truman Show. It's a giant movie to him. I don't even think football is his profession anymore. He's like trying to be his own actor in his own reality show. Here's the thing also. If – that they would have totally made this me buy into the Brinson's conspiracy theory, which I'm actually starting to buy in anyway. He started to say he kept saying you're, you're in on Flacco, you're in on my conspiracy theory. Welcome to hell, Ryan. You agree with everything I'm doing. I know Brinson's going to start a cult. Ryan's going to be the second member in behind right. Sean. Uh, Stockholm syndrome. But he's out there running around his backyard. Antonio Brown is screaming, "Fly like an eagle!" If he had signed with the Eagles, I would have walked to Manhattan right up to Roger Goodell's office and demanded action because uh, that would have been clear. 
and obvious evidence of tampering. I don't know what's going on with New England, but it certainly smells funny. I, if I'm the Raiders, I'm doing two things. I'm calling the NFL, and I want I want to press tampering charges. And the Raiders and the Patriots have a long history of this. I mean, uh, Al Davis. <laughs> I forgot his name. I was going to hope you were going to say Al Green. I, I almost said Al Gruden. <laughs> <laughs> Al, Al Davis it's, it's, I don't know what the opposite of rolling over in your grave is. Like, like if you're excited in your grave, do you like fist pump, like out of the, out of the grave? Al Davis will like do a little shimmy in his grave if John Gruden files tampering charges against the Patriots. And two, I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling the California authorities and I'm asking about the, oh, can the you imagine if they arrest Antonio Brown? <laughs> Dude, that's a federal crime. I mean, I don't know if it's the a problem federal. is that okay. the problem is that John Gruden in this press conference today, which we haven't even had a chance to talk about, uh, said he thought it was funny so i'm sure you know i don't think that clears you of i mean he didn't approve it doesn't matter like if you wiretap somebody he didn't consent it doesn't matter if he's like that's kind of funny like i still didn't consent Fair uh, okay breach uh i know there's some breaching angle that we're missing here like i'm like i'm like thinking winners losers and breach is like off in this like seven dimensional chess zone playing with bill belichick <laughs> what, what are we missing here no i think we fit a lot of it uh you Do were you talking think about is now yelling at Mike Mayock for because Mike Mayock probably helped convince him to cut Antonio Brown. Hey, well, I think that's a hidden storyline here. Is that how are what's the reaction? If you're a Raiders fan, you're irate that he now plays for the Patriots that you lost him. If you're John Gruden, like you guys just said, why not press charges if you're allowed to? Like that would throw the whole Patriots signing. Even if you thought it was funny, like then the NFL would have to investigate and possibly suspend him if John Gruden did. And then this whole thing would just be. Even more chaos. Like, could you imagine if the NFL is investigating because John Gruden pressed charges against his former receiver? I mean, that would be insane. Can I ask a question? And this, in retrospect, hindsight, yada yada. I want. Sorry, not to interrupt you. Well, just one. We'll throw it out there. While I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, the other one, I just saw uh, fantasy football today. These guys, uh, these these guys, these guys are doing an emergency podcast because Antonio Brown signed with the like the the Patriots. Yeah, cool story, bros. Um, way, 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 to, way to jump on our little bandwagon here. Uh, but they're throwing out A B over Evans. Like, who would you rather have in fantasy, Antonio Brown or Mike Evans? If I could trade Antonio Brown for Mike Evans, I will do that all day. Anyway. Even I know that. Yeah, go ahead. So what I was going to say is, uh, and I wonder in, in hindsight why the Raiders didn't do this, but you could send a five day letter. To a disgruntled employee, a disgruntled NFL player, they have five days to show up. If they don't show up, then you can put them on the reserve list. You don't have to pay them. They're stuck on the roster. They can't sign with anyone else. Why did the Raiders not do that? Do you think Drew Rosenhaus said, if you get this letter, make sure you show up, and you, you can act like a jerk when you get there, but make sure you're there? I don't understand why they wouldn't – you you rented Antonio Brown for the offseason for a third and a fifth-round pick. That's the stupidest transaction in the history of football. Right? Is there is there a worse transaction? Can you think of a worse transaction? The Herschel Walker or the uh, not Herschel Walker, the uh, Ricky Williams trade. Well, they at least got Ricky Williams. You got something in return. Literally, the trade is Steelers get third and fifth round pick. Raiders get nothing. Like, You're wrong, John. You said on the podcast earlier today that the Raiders got half a million bucks <laughs> in five. I don't if, think if that, I, around I, ever I, sends him a check, but I don't think that's going to happen. Not find him if they cut him. They can't do that, right? They can get back the million dollar signing bonus. I think, right? No, they they never paid it out. Because he had to show up for practice to earn that. He had to show up for 85% of the offseason activities, which obviously he didn't do because he couldn't even show up for that walkthrough <laughs> in Canada. Uh, and that's the other thing. What if he skips practices or if he skips meetings? How fast do you think Belichick yeah, comes? That's what, that's what you said he's not getting cut. That's my point. Yeah, I don't think he's getting cut, but do you guys think he's going to cut? Do you guys, what are the over under on how many weeks 
you guys didn't answer that question. Eight, I did, but what do you guys think? Weeks, unless it'll be one day if he shows up at practice on the first day in a hot air balloon. I just don't think he can keep it together for the entirety of the season. Yeah. The Steelers, and BMAC would probably attest to this, they did so much to cover up and placate and enable him throughout his career, and he put up insane numbers, so it was worth it. That's the reality. Bill Belichick doesn't seem to suffer fools well. I can't imagine that he's going to let him miss meeting after meeting or sleep in meetings or have his iPad out in meetings. Remember those Mike Silver tweets from a few weeks ago where he was checking his bank account? I mean, that ain't happening. Can you imagine if, like, you, like, Breach is, like, checking his bank account right now? Like, oh, man, look at that. Comma. Yeah. That's a comma, baby. <laughs> Yo, Bill, let me take a selfie with you. Daddy's going to Hootie tonight. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm not wrong here, right? The, they did rent him for a third and fifth round pick. That's for five yeah. months, right? What's your over-under on how long he lasts, though? You didn't answer John's question. Uh, In New England, how many weeks? Do you think he lasts the whole season? Do you think he's out before that? No, I think he's out before that. I would, I would, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll say he doesn't even, I'll say he didn't even play week two. Wow. That means he gets there. He's not going to play. He can't, well, he can't play week one anyway, and he's going to burn so many bridges in seven days. <laughs> I feel like that's like. So, like Brinson says he never plays for the Patriots. Wilson says week eight, and I say he lasts the whole season. That's hilarious. So, Bill John, I, I get the conspiracy angle and all that, but Bill Belichick's not stupid. He's not giving this guy $9 million to show up and then like run away with $9 million. And, that's and also a, ruin the team's chemistry. And that's exactly. a good point because the sooner you cut him, the more likely you are to get back most of the money. So maybe the, the, the contract could have been a billion dollar contract. It all pays itself in week 17 and then they just get rid of him. But, uh, one of you two nuts search, um, Larry Fitzgerald senior. Because I don't know if you saw his tweet earlier today before Antonio Brown signed. He said there's a reason that Larry Fitzgerald Jr., future Hall of Famer, didn't sign with um, Drew Rosenhaus, I think because of all this, all the shenanigans going on. I think Drew, Drew Rosenhaus gets the last laugh here. Um, I would imagine that the people, players looking for agents would be enticed by the fact that Drew Rosenhaus can apparently work magic, but it is a lot of drama. What? what? Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald just said that uh, Drew Rosenhaus is partly to blame for the situation Antonio Brown had in Oakland, but he, not, he didn't offer any details. And he said, quote, I never considered him when I hired Eugene Parker for Larry Fitzgerald. Business is business, unquote. He did not say business is booming. He said business is business. This is booming. No, booming's out. Business in. All right, there it is. Antonio Brown to the Patriots. I, I can't wait, guys. Uh, it's at 6 o'clock p.m. on Saturdays. We're finishing this. 8 o'clock p.m. over under when we have to record the Antonio Brown cut by Patriots. <laughs> I, I think you're you're closer to right than – and Sean, and I think I'm in the middle, so that makes me the average of the two of you. So, somehow. And also, and, and how do you feel right now if you're a Raiders fan who bought an Antonio Brown jersey? Uh, Mike Florio, I know we got to get out of here. Mike Florio put this out on Twitter, and I, I think it makes some sense. If the Raiders want to do right by their fans, they would buy back all those jerseys. Do you guys agree with that? I would have a bonfire, but also give the fans the money back. I. I would I just I, I I'm at a loss for words. I mean like all right, we're getting out of here. We're done. This is a great podcast. <laughs> this is it. This is I mean, we're Happy birthday, eight year old. Hey, old tubby. Ha- happy birthday to well technically I'm actually drinking a uh, funky Buddha hot gun right now because it was only we're we're out of Tuffy in my fridge. We've got a problem here. Long day. Major problem. Um so uh look, make sure and subscribe, rate and review every time you download Ryan's son gets a new present and an angel gets its wings and Antonio Brown Yada, yada, yada. Make sure you can also keep the conversation. Oh, oh my God. Forgot about this. You can keep the conversation going with us in our Facebook group. Go to facebook.com 
Search for Pick 6 Podcast. A private group will pop up. You request to join. Debo, Debo's, like, Debo handles everything behind the, behind the scenes. This thing is a train wreck if Debo doesn't fix everything. He's like, who's that? He's, he's slacking me like this Facebook read right now. Um, he will approve your, he, he or somebody else will approve your entry on Sunday. You might be listening to this on Sunday. I will go into that Facebook group between 10 o'clock and 11 and like 1130 and I will answer or 10 o'clock and noon and I will answer every single lineup question that is posted. I promise. If you have a lineup question relating to your fantasy football thing, you will get a personalized answer from me or John Breach, maybe. Um, so make sure and join that Facebook group. Of course, follow Pixie Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, thanks everybody for downloading, subscribing, rating and reviewing. You guys rule. Talk to you on Sunday night when we record the week one, uh, recap. Man, I can't believe that it's not the football season yet. See you guys.